0: Welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 575, which sounds like one of those numbers that should have some great significance. But I couldn't think of anything that... uh... Had a There's not an RE505 or a Space Echo five sorry 575. But anyway, I'm sure someone will let us know. Let us know in the chat room, because we've got the chat room here. We've got uh, the YouTube chatties. Nice to see you. Uh, we've also got the uh, IRC chatties at the same time. This is the podcast to do with music technology, folks. Uh, and uh, today is one of those days where we're feeling a little bit technically shaky. could Anything could happen, but I think it's going to be all right. Uh, and today's show is recording on Wednesday, the 1st of May uh 2019 just before super booth there won't be a show next week because uh, we're going to super booth hopefully and uh that will all be uh good um so anyway um let's get on to it we've got a few guests in this week uh let's say hello first of all to mr dominic hawken there who's fully modded Hi, up Nick. with his lambretta t-shirt dominic hawken's app no, developer a bit of, a, bit
1: of new song- sponsorship here but
0: songwriter but, uh... producer <laughs> Synth synth head, as you can see from his uh, lovely, beautifully equipped studio behind. How are you doing, Dominic? You well? I'm good, thank you very much. I'm good. I've
1: had a good week. I've uh, I went to see the Deluge guys. Ah, I know I've got a bit of a, of a soft spot for Deluge because I'm always going on about it. Um, let me just sort this out so you can hear me properly. Well, I can hear myself. Yeah, um, I went to see them because Ian from Deluge was over at the weekend, and he gave me and a bunch of other deluges. Um, a peek at the new looping facilities. They're gonna do a free upgrade, which turns it into a looper Ooh. and some other stuff as well. But honestly, it, it's incredible. It's it probably makes it a better looper than any other of the hardware loopers, like the 505s and the 202s and all that the 202, isn't it? Um, all that stuff. Just amazing. And it was really good to meet them.
0: Um, yeah, well, really I didn't really get a chance to guys. meet. We, he was going to come over here once because uh, he was doing something in Bristol, but we couldn't join it all up in the yeah. end. So I didn't get to meet. But uh, we are going to go see him in Berlin, uh, where we'll see, because there's new firmware. Uh, what's it got? It's got the, uh, meet, not metering, there's some kind of uh, graphical update, isn't there, which I can't remember what it is. Yeah, it
1: did, some why? of it's already, I mean, the looping, the looping will be the main one and potentially something he didn't show us and wouldn't tell us about, which sounds quite exciting. Um, it right. also <laughs> introduces uh, a keyboard, like a QWERTY keyboard, so you can type on the buttons. Um, as if they were a to keyboard to name stuff. I mean, it is incredible. It's incredible the way that they uh, they keep developing stuff for that thing. But honestly, the the looper, I'm going to sell my, uh, my my standalone looper because there really is no point once you, once you've seen this thing. It's so clever. It's excellent. And then uh, what else? Oh, I've been sampling a bunch of old weird, wonderful radio noises off of um, shortwave and all that kind of stuff for a couple of ambient friends um we thought it might be a good idea to try that so i got an old radio and i've been tuning around the bands and getting all sorts of whooshes and funny noises and also really obscure kind of half conversations and and weird sounding communication noises all over
0: the place like oh, that's number great. stations that's great fun that stuff isn't it so yeah, uh, yeah been doing that so busy busy week what Looper have you got, if you don't mind me asking, that you're it's going thing, to sell? Because I'm big, thinking about getting one. Oh, well, I, I'll, say, I'll say... Is it yeah, an um, RC505, body chunk? It's the 505. I can't remember if it's 202 or 505. Two or
1: or five, it's a big one. So if the 505 is a big one... um, And yeah. I only bought it about four months ago. Actually, my daughter... Um, She's seven. She plays. She started playing the piano, and we've got it so that she can do kind of stuff on the piano. But you're very, very welcome.
0: Ah, okay. Um, well, I'll talk to you so about have that have afterwards. That All right, no worries. Thank you very much. Okay, well, uh, there's Dominic Hawker, and we've also got uh, a two for the price of one here with uh, Mr. Dave Spears on the right from G4 Software, and Mr. Ty Unwin on the left, uh, who's a media composer. They are at synth heaven which is uh ty's um studio which is packed full of synths and uh, dave is there probably being really annoying going can i turn it on can i turn it on can we have that one now and you, th- ty i hope you, this is testing that your patch bay is fully normal so you could just go yeah sure and it's a really casual thing rather than yeah, on, I'm gonna... i've got to just get under <laughs> and find this and that yeah no is the i'm gonna lie I'm, li- I'm
2: gonna lie and go yeah that's exactly how it's
3: been yeah it's, it's been yeah. amazing yeah just go can i play that one It's there. (laughs) Magic. That's all a complete lie.
2: Yeah. (laughs) In our dreams. Yeah. So yeah. So we're the two uh, naughty schoolboys today.
0: Well, it's lovely to have you. Uh, We don't get to see you very often, Ty, or you, Dave. So two, two at once. It's like Christmas. It's May Day. I know. You say Mayday, Christmas, mayday. Ah oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, there is some synth news this week. Um I, actually I should mention of course I uh, want to say thanks to uh, Isotope for providing the prize for this week's show which is going to be RX7 that will come on a little bit later on and uh, also Softube, uh, who will be telling you a little bit about Parallels which is their brand new soft synth. Uh, so anyway, let's um let's start with uh, this. This is another quite atmospheric and uh Well, what do you make of it? It's the big news. It's the synth. Is it playing? Oh, it is, yes. I think it is. Sounds great in headphones, this. This is, of course, the new Moon Matriarch. I wonder when they'll be doing the Haridan and the... uh, The Hag, maybe. This is... It does sound nice. So, uh, there's a bunch of people. Isabella Donna... Uh, who've been exploring the Matrix. This is the brand-new 4 voice. it's like a four-voice grandmother, but it's got stereo operation, so the VCA stereo, I think the CP3 stereo, or the mixer. And uh, so far, sounds lovely, instead of a, uh, a spring, it's got a BBD, uh, which is from the MS-201, I believe, and a four-voice oscillator, which could be paraphonic twice or... Poly little paraphonic four or unison, and that I have to say, I, I really liked the grandmother, and I know I've moaned quite a lot in the past about Moog uh, subtractive synth. And I wasn't sure how I was going to feel when I reviewed The Grandmother, but it was great. And I have to say, it's lovely. And so these are, there's, this is the sort of video. It seems, Moog seem to be going for the selling the lifestyle. If you buy a Moog, then all of these dreams will come true. You'll have this beautiful barn in the country and you'll be able to just play electronic music and stuff. It's all like tied in. It's very, it's become very lifestyle. But anyway, The Matriarch is big news, um, I guess. I don't know, Ty. Have you got a grandmother? I mean, synthesizer, of course. I'm talking about... <laughs>
2: No, I don't. I'm, I'm kind of a bit moved out. I've got, a uh, what have I got? 55. I've got an XL. I've got 55, an XL.
0: Uh, a one. A
2: one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A Moog one and, uh, and something else, a Voyager, another Voyager, a normal Voyager. And um, I, I really, I, the grandmother for me, I mean, I'm kind of going through a stage where I've just got too many monosynths. That's my thing. And I'm not a monosynth kind of right. room, really i've realized that after the years and so the grandmother although i love the facilities on it and i love the sound of it it's just it was one monosynth too many but this i mean i do i really need i'm well yeah i don't really need this
0: i think it's it's the color you need in your room right perhaps more than I, anything else
2: I have a feeling you can completely ignore everything I say today because I think if you come back in six months' time, there'll probably be one here. But I'm just going to, just to contradict myself, I'm going to say no, it's not really up to much, and I'm not really interested. But yeah, come back in six months, and there'll probably be one here because (laughs) you've won me over. Yeah, no, I think I think I mean a four a four voice version of the grandmother can only be good, really. And you know, I mean, we've had this conversation so many times. About the difference between polyphonic and paraphonic and whatever, and I think there's something to be said p- for paraphonic, and I have to say I don't have much in the way of paraphonic sense, and they ah, do, there you go. They, they behave differently, and so maybe that is what will win me over. So: Yeah,
0: well, that's true. That's true. So if somebody came out with a five voice, you wouldn't have many five voices. Well, you might maybe a profit five. I don't know. I, I know. I, I see what you're saying. I, I, I understand that. I mean, I I, I'm kind of looking forward to trying it out if I get the opportunity. It's not out yet. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, been pre-ordered and sort of pre-announced at Moogfest, which is the weekend we've got. Actually, well, no, we've got you can You can't. You, you can pre- could pre-order yesterday. Yeah. Ah, OK. Yesterday
2: you could pre-order.
0: Yeah. How would you know if you weren't yeah. interested? <laughs> I got you there. <laughs> there we go. I'm sorry. I didn't yes. mean to do that to you. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm yeah. looking forward to it. I mean, I think it's going to be very interesting. And I'd like, I, I, what I'm curious to know is whether or not it's got the same uh, topography. Because the thing about the grandmother was they basically built the same sort of 55 module uh, parts, it just wasn't... Sur- it was all surface mount. so it's the same design, same circuit design, but in a kind of much more affordably made system, and that's why it, it I mean, and it sounds incredible. It's That's the thing about the grandmother, it's just like, oh, here we go, and then you just listen to us, you go, oh my goodness, that's, a, that's so Moogie. Um, I don't know, Dave, are you... Um, have you got enough Moog in your life? Moog, sorry? Oops. Probably. I think for the minute, yeah. And obviously, we've got the 55...
3: Couple of minis, minute Moog as well. Oh yeah, I've like, got I've, I've got the mini Moog. I've got yeah, mini Moog as well. Sorry, <laughs> I forgot that one. Sorry. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, I think for the time being, I'm not I'm not convinced with the color scheme thing. I don't know green green. I don't know whether it's a good look. Green on a synth. yellow thing
0: is it's always good,
3: but I don't know. Maybe I'm just waiting for the the Moog misogynist.
0: Yeah, I maybe. I'm for. Or, or I don't
3: just, know. Or the maybe Moog that... patriarchy. I think it looks good. I have to say, I think, I think
2: from it a looks, form factor, I think, it looks, I think it looks cool. I don't
3: know. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure it's great. It just looks a bit kind of Radio Shack-like to me. I, yeah, know, what you you I know, know what, what you mean. you know what I mean?
0: But that's all right. That's yeah. okay. I don't have a problem with that. It was, it's great in, in, the, in the flesh. I know, Dominic. I mean, uh, obviously, there's got to be a career. How, how many moves could you actually have in a single mix? I think there must be a limit, you know, an actual sort of theoretical about, limit. Uh, about two. About, well, one
1: in the top and the one in the bottom, right? Yeah, quite. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know. i I'm, no. I, had, I really want to try this out. I think it's. I think it's going to be great. Um, I really like the idea of a mo- it being monophonic with four oscillators. I think that's the thing for me. I'm not too worried about the paraphonic style or anything. I just think that that sound. But I'm kind of. I'm kind of with Ty in that another mono synth. There are quite a few around here and they're so tempting to pick up because they all make such lovely squelchy noises. And then do they end up on tracks? Well, one at a time, two at a time, something like that. I do have a couple of mother 32s here, which I like, but they're single oscillator. They do make a lovely noise and they're great for fiddling around. Um, you know, we're doing modulary stuff. Um, so if they are like that, but like the grandmother with four oscillators all stacked up, then the part of the per- paraphonic bit uh, is like a bonus really so i am i am quite interested and i'm on the side of uh, color scheme isn't great it's the blue that does it for me but i shouldn't really be talking about colors when we're talking about synthesizers really but yeah radio Shacky is, uh, yeah, I know
0: is the one. Saying. wouldn't
1: stop me from buying one definitely wouldn't stop me from buying one the... and i'm really looking forward to hearing it i think the other thing from my point of view
2: is the fact that one of my favorite synths that and i've said this a few times before one of my favorite <laughs> synths and one of the only ones i regret letting go of was the called cool monopoly and so, um, there's something you play differently when you play, when there's four voices, Yeah, you do play very differently. And I mean, I play, I've got a polyevolver which is only four voice. And the way you actually shape things is completely different when you know there's that limitation. And I have a feeling that this, which is kind of a cross between something like a poly and a core Monopoly. Um, I just, I don't know. I think, I think there's a lot to be said for it and you're right. I mean, it sounds great, It does sound great. I don't think you can question the sound of it. Um, So
0: I've got to wonder because the thing is, is um, with with four oscillators going into the the mixer and the filter, presumably there's this massive. There must have to be a much wider range of gain because I mean the thing about the uh, the grandmother, for instance, that topography. You know, you you had a fairly standardized gain. You know, you could have two oscillators going through. And then you get, but so that additional headroom and that additional drive—is which end would you put the in? I mean, you know, what, does it come become more driven, or does it become less efficient when you're only using one oscillator as opposed to four? Do you see what I mean? I mean, is there enough signal? Yeah, yeah. Is there enough signal from one oscillator to be able to make the filter and the VCA do what it should do?
2: Well, I, all I do know is the fact that with with the Moog One, I know they've had issues with that, and I still don't think they've completely sorted out the issues. Oh the Game stage One. Yeah, I, I still think they've got issues with that. It's still not quite there. Right. I feel okay. quite bad actually because since Dave's been here all I've really been doing is moaning about the Moog one,
0: <laughs> which is <laughs>
2: it's true though. But it's it's still not quite it's still not quite there and that is one of the major issues. So, I mean, I, I, you know, but that is with a lot more voices. So, I'm kind of hoping that whatever they've learned from that, hopefully they're passing down to this. What, we'll what is the filter on
3: this? We yeah. know.
0: Uh, it's a ladder it's a straight ladder it's like, yeah. i think it's the same it's the same as the it's a, but it's going to be stereo because it's a stereo so all of the modules would be stereoized so they're not quite the same, so I'd imagine that changes quite a lot of what's going on under the hood and how it's distributed and stuff but it's it's in it's certainly very interesting and i think um it's got like ninety patch points so there's a lot of stuff that it'll do you know in terms of patching. But um, I mean, the thing that I found is uh, we went to uh, SynthFest. When was it? Uh, October. And I just reviewed the grandmother, and they they were. I can't remember who the dealer was there, but they were. They had grandmothers there, and they were knocking them out at a thousand quid. And people, they were selling like hotcakes, and people were just like, "I can't believe I got it for this price." And it really, and mm-hmm. uh, um, and it really feels like a very sweet spot, you know, in in, in much the same way that the sub thirty seven seemed to be like mm-hmm. loads of moog for the money. The grandmother feels the same again, but a different kind of mode, you know, and not quite as, uh, as as croaky and driven as the sub 37. And obviously the subsequent 37 has changed the game structure again. But those are the sort of things that, that kind of. In- yeah, sorry. I was going to say that analog delay is quite interesting as well. If it's like the mini Fuga or the MOOGA Fuga
1: would be great, but they run out of chips again, didn't they?
0: Yeah, we've actually I've just been I've just been looking at an interview we did with uh, Amos Gaines uh a chap called Joe silver um, has been at moogfest and he's sending videos that he shot for us and one of them is a talk with uh, Amos Gaines about the moog one and he's saying uh, sorry no not Amos Gaines um, Oh, gosh. Uh, no, somebody else. Nick Valente, that's right. And he's mm. saying that they've sourced a new uh, 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 a source of chips that allow them to do the uh, proper BBD thing. So I think that's that's nice. good news for everybody. Nice, nice. I guess.
1: Well, I'm not sure what, uh, what chips they're using the delay that's on the Matriarch, but it's nice to have a kind of ping-pong analogue delay. I think it's 700 milliseconds or something, as well as just, you know, the, the spring reverb and stuff that was on there before. I think that makes a big difference to... To moog sounds, if you have got something like that on the end, which is quite dull and almost grainy sounding, so nice thing to have on
0: there. Oh, I think uh, I think inbuilt effects in synths, particularly just a delay or a reverb, is a is a great thing indeed. Uh, anyway, yeah, they say I mean there there is the pre-order page here, which is, oops, that's not it at all, is it? The pre-order page, which is one, uh, it's two grand basically, two thousand uh, bucks. Expected to ship seven oh eight. I don't know if that's August or july because of the way that americans do their date formatting it depends um so yeah and it's the moog festival i think they made like was it 240 or 250 i forget which so there's an initial run and then you know like moog seem to be doing a lot of they then will go on another run at some point in the future once they sold out but it seems to work for them so yeah there it goes um let's see then um uh i've got something else uh, have i got my page here sorry i've I'm, I'm, got too many web pages open Oh, yeah, here we go. This is from uh, a guy called Midierer, who is uh, a friend of ours, and he, does, uh, he posts, sends stories in for Sonic once in a while, and he came up with this, which I think is a really cool idea. This is called Super Smash Button. And it's literally just a gate on a button, which seems like a really, you know, duh, obvious idea, but I think it's a brilliant idea. And you can also advance clocks as well, which is another really cool. Or uh, maybe break clocks. I'm not sure. So the clock would go in. That's right. So you can advance it. So you let the clock through. That's right. So great for sort of rhythmic stuff. It's just a really simple and a brilliant idea that uses an arcade button. Uh, I think it costs about... um, Oh, what is it? It's like 30-odd 30, 30 bucks, 40 bucks, 30 quid, something like that. And it's just a really simple idea. But it reminded me of, of there are things like you get that, those on a the, on the guitar, which is a pot that you can tap, which is like a, 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 a gate, so you can kind of get uh, gated volume stuff. And it's just a really simple but basic idea. Uh, Dave, it's the, it's the sort of thing that I think you should probably have in your studio
3: definitely. and Utah, oh, I love things like this, definitely. Love, love all the things like this. I bought... Uh, it was funny because when I was listening to this, it reminded me um, I bought Carl Hyde years and years ago. It was it's like a little uh, light sensor thing that you plug into your guitar, and that would you could use that as a kind of volume gate. A DB. I, uh, it was it was pretty cheap, and I remember sending it back to him from Nan going, "It an early birthday present." And then when I asked him about it, he said it was like one of the worst things he'd ever tried to use <laughs> because the noise floor was utterly diabolical. Um, yeah. I'm sure he could make good good use out of it. But this, no, honestly, this uh, I could think of yeah, places where I'd use this
2: all over the yeah, show, all over. It's just such a simple idea. You do sit there going, "Why has no one done this before?" Yeah, because it's such a, and it's it's one of those kind of get out of jail things that you just you know you know what you want to do. And then you actually start thinking, by the time I've got this set up, by the time I get this triggered, by the time I get the ins and outs, and all, this just seems like a, a godsend. Do it by hand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, much more fun than just
3: turning the filter knob for the audience. Yes. Yeah, more fun
0: well, up. we wonder whether we should they, should, they should have one of those really massive gaming sort of backlit buttons. So you really, you know, you can really make a big thing of it like those huge or those huge sort of emergency stop buttons. I, th- I think there was a there was a clock button or a start stop button that uh, uh, Andreas did from uh, Schneider's Laden, which was just a, like a huge kind of alien um, uh, spaceship. Bay door stopping button, and you just hit that for stop and go, and it just looked really good. And I guess you, but those are the sort of those kind of industrial strength buttons. They cost a fortune. I mean, they're really expensive. That's probably why this costs what it does. I mean, it's you know it's forty quid, which isn't very expensive, but the button is probably a lot of the cost of that. I know Dominic, is this something that? Because you could do it, you could sort of do it with your finger on a jack, can't you? A little bit and just sort of doing not the same, not the same. But it's um, not the same thing. That that guitar
1: thing blew me away. I must have been about. 14 at a gig or something, and someone just struck this wah, huge guitar chord that kind of your your hair's going when I used to have hair, and then you tap the thing and, rah, 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 and you're wow, this is incredible, and that's such a brilliant brilliant idea. I think it's um I think it's just an analog thing, right? Audio in, audio out, switch yeah. in the middle. I think um, that's literally it. Absolutely brilliant. I I used to have a company, we we, we remade, do you remember the Space Invaders cocktail tables where you sit across from a table? (laughs) I wanted one for the studio and and I ended up forming a company with another guy who used to work on these things and we made them, we made them, we didn't make a huge amount um, because they were so expensive to build but we made them and and. uh, some kind of footballers used to buy them and I think Jonathan oh, Ross that. bought by like this. Is that kind the of sort stuff. of thing? That's exactly it. Exactly it. Way back when um <laughs> 4,250 quid. this one will yeah, you back. they were they were Whoa. just over three they were just over three grand. But I remember we got the front cover of Stuff Magazine the year we, we came out saying best best stuff gadgety thing ever. Um, but because of that, we've still got a load of those buttons. <laughs> 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 So <laughs> out
0: in the locker, out in the, out the, yeah, out the exactly. got some of those
1: buttons. Out the, out the lock-up, like Arthur Daily. Um, <laughs> but having said that, you know, obviously I'm not going to start making these things. This guy is is, is a genius. But you're right. The, the buttons can be, you know, even even in about five or six quid, the case is going to cost you tenner. But and you, you know, by the time you drilled a hole, screwed it all together, there'll be some balancing um resistors and stuff inside. Um But the world is your oyster. If you start lighting them up, and and having some great big, you know. Great big buttons on on a big array and stuff. It makes for a good stage show. But yeah, brilliantly simple. Everyone's busy like I I am building MIDI devices with Teensies and Arduinos and Pies. And uh, he just connects a, a switch between two jacks and he's got a hit on his hands. It's brilliant.
0: That's excellent. I hope so. It's called the Super Smash Button. Uh, and if you if you search that out, it's uh, MIDI as the guy. Definitely well worth it. Actually, we got I got, I tell you what I've got this beautiful uh, Raspberry Pi case that I've bought the other day. Look at that. That's a beautiful thing. That's got buttons on it as well. I have to and that's a screen as well, a little two inch screen. Delightful. And it's made of metal. Oh,
2: I wish you can I just say I wish you could have seen Dave and I's faces there when you were just showing yeah, that. <laughs> I you know. swear. Shall we just reenact that moment when you just did that? We just looked at one another and just went
0: <laughs> uh, you know, wait, wait till you see what you can do with these things they're fantastic um and uh i uh, know i was gonna say because you were saying about the monopoly and I, I i had exactly the opposite i don't know if i've said this on the podcast before because i when i started doing the fun friday things i was like oh, oh the monopoly is definitely going to be one of those and uh, i was going to get it fixed uh because it was a bit poorly and uh and I got, I try, I set it all up, and I just thought it sounded really unimpressive compared to everything else. I was like, oh, I, see, I remember this sounding way better than this, and it really didn't. I'm afraid I'm not with you there. And I used to say i I've been quoted regularly as saying is it, it it was one of my favourite synths, and I'm just not so sure anymore. I really am not sure. I, Do and you know? I, I, I don't know why, but it just doesn't sound that impressive anymore. The oscillate is a have
2: – I have not heard one for so long that I'm in no position to comment really. But as I remember, I know it could be roasted into spectacles, but I remember it being, I don't, I th- do you know what? I think it could have been, cause it's one of those scents that I knew like the back of my hand. And I think the moment you get one of those, you, you know, there's always something imprinted of it being yeah, I know, more I agree. amazing than it was.
0: Yeah. I think that's what happened. Possibly. Yeah. I think that's what happened. Possibly. Anyway, I don't want to. I didn't want to. I just wanted to mention that because it Bring was, me it down. Inter- for no, that. well, not yeah. re- I, I, I think you've got <laughs> enough sense to, to probably get you through this difficult patch, Ty. I, I, I... <laughs> Whoa, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was a joke. No, I made a little joke. <laughs> I, I didn't realise.
3: just really need the, yeah. When you need
0: yeah. the yeah, really button. Yeah, really need the button. It's like the tumbleweed button that we used to have um, when there was, a, yeah. there was a dead moment that uh, Howard very kindly made a, a tumbleweed sort of uh, jingle that we could just play when uh, I'd ask a question and nobody would... I don't, I don't know if I've still got it. I wonder if i still got it. Bring it, it back, can... Nick. <laughs> yeah, Hold on, <laughs> like, a... Tumbleweed. Find it now. I... Tumbleweed. For... <laughs> I wonder if I've still got it. I don't think that's on this machine. That's a shame, isn't it? Because that would be... I'd like to play that now. Oh, if I spelt it right, that would probably help, wouldn't it? <laughs> Tumbleweed. Oh, Go on. name name matches Tumbleweed. It's got to be it. It's got to be on this machine somewhere, surely. Come no? On, come on, William. Wow. What? That's really... Right. I, I'm surprised, but I will. I'll dig it out. We'll play it. But Howard very yeah. kindly built that for us. Um, okay, right. I'm just going to quickly uh, have a quick word from our friends at um, Isotope while we're well, instead
4: of tumbleweed. RX continues to be the industry standard and leader in audio repair for music and post-production. And with RX7, we've introduced groundbreaking new ways to quickly and easily fix and manipulate audio. Take the game-changing Repair Assistant, an intelligent helper that can detect noise, clipping, clicks, hum, and more. Also new in RX7 is Music Rebalance, a powerful source separation tool. Drums too loud, vocals not loud enough, let's fix that. You can also create instrumental versions of songs by removing the vocal elements. You can now alter the pitch without affecting the timing of your audio, and conversely, alter the time without affecting the pitch with the new Variable Time and Variable Pitch modules. Using the new Dialog Contour, you can improve the performance of a line or even create a new performance by altering the pitch contour of the dialogue, therefore adjusting the intonation of the speaker and introducing Dialog d de-reverb a module powered by machine learning to reduce the presence of reverberations around dialogue. RX-7, a new frontier in audio repair.
0: And of course, you could download RX-7 and try it out for yourself. <laughs> Anybody these days will have uh, uh, RX Ah, because it's just so great for uh, dealing with audio problems. Uh, iStope.com, and of course we got a competition. Uh, uh, Excuse me, chaps. Hello. (laughs) I'm still doing the ad. (laughs) You don't mind. I told you. you, you I knew you. I knew you'd be trouble. It does mute, but only while while the ad's playing. We're well, not when I'm talking afterwards. Uh, anyway, so yes, uh, we've got uh, we're looking for the hashtag spectral repair and the hashtag RX seven to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. So if you want to win a copy of RX seven, we're looking for the hashtag spectral repair and the hashtag RX seven to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. And we got a winner from last week, who is somebody called now that that looks like East, but it's got what the S, so it's Etichromahook. I'm guessing maybe. Dutch, but I'm really not going to try. And, and it's, again, the never-ending story of unpronounceable Twitter handles. Uh, but you won uh, last week's competition, so Itsy it's Kromenhok uh, at Itsek. If you want to get in touch, uh, I Isotope will bestow RX-7 upon you, so I hope you thoroughly enjoy that. Um, right, uh, let's see what's next. Any idea we've done that one? Ah, oh, yeah. Here we go. Here it comes. So this is, uh, we talked about this a long time ago, there's a prototype of uh, Soma Laboratories, makers of the Lyra 8, and the Pipe, and this is it. This is the uh, Pulsar 23, which has got uh, a very uh, Lyra-style case with those touch buttons and all of these uh, little uh, patch points, which are actually... They're not switches, they're actually um, M2 bolts or M-something bolts that you put crocodile clips on for patching, which is a genius idea, because no moving parts. But it's got a certain something about it that is... It's got a sound already, I can tell. So this is a prototype that's going to be happening at... uh, Not a prototype, production, I guess, production prototype. I could listen to it for ages. It's got that woody quality that the... um, I forget, the CR78 had or the what's the Bentley Rhythm Ace but it's also got that kind of sizzle and and ping that you get from slightly more modern drum machines. I'm very excited by this. I don't really go for drum machines. I think this is called a is it called a stochastic machine because I think it's got auto self generating stuff on it. It's going to be about twelve to fifteen hundred euros. Uh, I'm making a beeline for uh, Vlad Krymer, who we did a uh, meet the makers with, uh, to take a look at this at Superb. I really can't wait. Uh, I'm going to come to you, Dominic. First, uh, have you got have you experienced the uh, Soma Laboratories um, moment yet?
1: not at all and uh, i've just been looking up like the lyra wasn't it that they did before oh, the four and the man. eight and i've not played one of those but i just i went down the rabbit hole of demos and people playing around with them it's just brilliant i couldn't really work out what it was doing and a lot of the demos actually were people kind of saying you know just move things till it sounds right and actually then a millimeter in the other way kind of goes you know you'll get a completely different sound looks amazing and they also do um DIY kits as well, which I really like they do. the boutique manufacturers as well, because it uh, cuts the cost down a lot. Um, and this, I agree, I agree, it looks absolutely amazing. So it's, I think it's four channels of drums on there, um, uh, looper stuff going on and and these crocodile clip things, which is great. It's exactly the same as, a, I guess, a bookler style or, or some of those modulars where you have single, um, rather than jacks with two cables going down, you just have single patch points on there. Um, and that cuts the cost down massively. And the sound is just brilliant from what I can see. It's been a long time in development. He's, I, I think, a one-man band. Um, and it really is all about the sound. It's kind of what I wanted the, Moog 30, the Mother 32 and the DFAM kind of in a box together to do, really. And obviously, they are completely different things, but the, the DFAM is... Um, it's supposedly a drum synthesizer and it's to me it's a bit of a one trick pony it does make some nice noises but it, it doesn't really didn't really fill me with a huge amount of enthusiasm when i tried it out and this just looks like you know something you could just get totally lost into and it's it's modular but you don't need to do anything to, to plug anything into it so it's it's got that semi modular vibe so you can get instant gratification without getting lost in how the little bits work um and you're right the sonically there's just a a warmth you know, like a like an autumn, an autumn day. Yeah,
0: he's just he's really, He's really into the notion of uh, electronics having some kind of soul and spirit. When I talk to him about it, he's kind of, it's got to ha- he's got to make some sort of connection with it. And it's, um, I think that's the thing that sounds quite interesting about this. And he's he's completely nutty, you know, when it comes to the, that kind of thing. But it seems to have done him well. I mean, I know they've sold loads of those Lyra's. I mean, and it is. I think the thing about this is it does have some standardization. There must be some kind of clock or some kind of pulse. Whereas the Lyra Eight is just completely off the radar. You can't. You can connect it to stuff, but it won't do anything meaningful at all with control voltages. No pitching, nothing. The gating is kind of very soft, but it's a it's a fascinating thing. I don't, um, did you ever of you guys try the Lyra Eight? Did you go for that, Ty? I can't remember. I've
3: got one. That's why we were being naughty, because I yeah. was convinced. I was going, have I seen one of those around here somewhere? Yeah, So I was pointing down to it, and I was like, oh, what do you
2: think? Yeah, I've got a Lyra 8. Love it. Absolutely do you, love it. Do you, cause I know,
0: do you use it very often, or is it the sort of thing you get out and uh, just record a load of stuff about, and then put it last, away?
2: Yeah, no. Last year, I did. I did. it kind of provided the sound sources um, for about 80% of a score that I did. And to get it, I basically just sat and messed around with it and recorded everything that I did on it for, do you know, I'm going to say hours. I think it ended up being almost days, really, but, I mean, a good few hours, and I sifted through the material and that ended up, and then sampling big sections of that and using that source material, because you, you can't... Yeah, did you, you tune really it to anything? It. Did you tune yeah. it to
0: anything? Yeah, so you, you remembered to... To begin with, to get it to tune to some just, kind of reference yeah, note, yeah, just which is... one
2: one of the oscillators. You just, I just kind of got tuned to something, and then and everything was based around that. But I mean, it's you'll never. It's one of those where trying to recreate whatever you do is almost impossible. Oh, get
0: it? That's just yeah.
2: And it's you've just got to record it at that moment and go with it. But it's it's unlike. It just sounds unlike anything else. It's so organic and it's so. You just kind of think. <laughs> you know what I could possibly? possibly get something like this with a big modular or something. But then you kind of think, even then, the the amount of cabling and programming that would go into that would be vast, absolutely vast. I love it. I mean, I really like my Lyra. And what I really like about this drum machine is, um, well, I think calling it a drum machine, it's not even a drum machine. It's just a—it's just bonkers.
3: A
0: rhythm and I box, think the yeah.
2: world, yeah, the, the world needs people like him, basically, who are just really not quite with us. Because they're the people that make the special things. They're the people that take things into a new place. And, I mean, I swore – I mean, I've got so many drum machines and so many drum kind of things, and I swore after the last one I wasn't going to buy any more. But I really, really quite – I really want one of these. Just, <laughs> just because – I just think there's so much more to it than a than a rhythm box or whatever. It's yeah. – um, I
1: think, I think that's there's something
2: quite – I think, I think it's going to be something quite special. And I, the biggest test for me is always, if I don't buy it now, am I going to do what we all do, is look back in 10 years' time and go, oh, my God, do you remember the so-and-so? I wish I had one of those. And I have a feeling that if I don't buy one, I'll look back on this when I see one on eBay for, you know, 5,000 quid in 10 years' time, going, oh, I wish I'd bought that. So Yeah, well, that's true. That's always that's a true. test for me.
0: But, that's I mean, like I say, he's going to be at Superbooth. I don't know. Are Dave, are, did, am I right? You're going to go to Superbooth for at least a day, all right? Is that is that – so you could check him out. He's a really interesting bloke. Yeah. No, I,
3: I, I definitely want – he's definitely on my list. I've heard really good things about the jobby. But I've got a polygamist, and that's just insane, so.
0: That sounds like a, some, yeah, a condition.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, it I, you can much get some, is, I mean,
1: if he get some medicine.
0: Yeah. get some cream yeah. for that yeah. you want to see a doctor therapy
1: for it yeah but now if ever
3: i want to come up with something completely oblique and mad and insane i'll just go straight to the polygamist thing it's that Ectile labs i think he only this made a okay. few of them Did i bought it off a of robbie ectol, ectol labs yeah. no no erectile Don't labs no, polygamist labs. Yeah. Dad. No, it's amazing. It's got a ribbon strip on it and it's just it's just insane. Again, you can never get the same thing twice. But I've come up with some utterly amazing textures. In fact, well, yeah, maybe uh, yeah, should I say it? A friend of mine's father died and I had nothing to say to him that could be of any comfort. So I just made him the most beautiful noise of this thing and said, Here's this instead. Uh, and oh, yeah, he came back oh, yeah. saying actually that was yeah, there you go. That was the most touching thing that anybody had said to him in the last uh, during this Period. So oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's uh, my go-to device. You see, I'm I'm slightly worried about that because I spent
2: quite a long time with Robbie once when Robbie had it. Yeah. And he we we spent about half an hour on it and couldn't get a single half, not a half decent,
3: a single sound out of it that made any sense whatsoever. I it's sp- an unbelievably complicated. Essentially, this sound thing. it's a, it's an amazing thing. But it's funny you saying about tuning because I'd done this thing and I thought, wow, you know, I can hear that with a like a double bass, uh, you know, acoustic bass line underneath it and stuff. And then it was like, yeah, but it won't sit with anything because I didn't tune it.
0: Yeah, that's the thing to remember. I mean, I've done this many times before where I've started a review and uh, I've got all the way through something and then I realised that I forgot to tune it to a reference. So then trying to play it with anything else and it... and it's real pain actually cuz all and also getting back to anything because you didn't have the note and you're trying to move it yeah I, always tune up folks really is i know it sounds boring and it is quite boring to do but it's worth doing just get yourself a tuner mm. uh, especially for analog electronics uh, definitely makes sense but, so yeah um i can't remember what i was saying now oh yeah the pulsar i saw that so this is going to be uh there it is it's going to be on um at at synth a uh, super move next week and it's. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be fun. In fact, that's the orange. They did some Lyra eights in that color, so they obviously maybe they've adopted it for the uh, for the new color. And these things are built beautifully. I don't know if, if you saw my review. I reviewed it. I thought I'll have a look. What's inside? Because he was so on. A, he was so kind of adamant about how it had to be beautiful. I opened it up, and on the inside, it's the most beautifully made piece of equipment I've seen since like a 1950s valve studio equipment. It's just so all the point to point where it's Absolutely, it's it? It's. It, it, it's as beautiful on the inside as it sounds, which is unusual. I was expecting an airbox with, like, a chip in it and a couple of scraggly wires, and it wasn't. It's just immaculate. Uh, anyway, um, actually, before we uh, move on, I would like to uh, just introduce this uh, moment of uh, Soft Tube. So this is Soft Tube's Parallels. This is their new soft synth, uh, which... Features a whole load of wave wave samples from a load of uh, very rare and in some cases unreleased synthesizers they built as the source to the oscillators. Uh, lots of uh, their analog modeling goodness, filter types. Uh, these high-quality pre-recorded uh, waveforms have lots of evolutionary sounds in them, so lots of harmonic content. Uh, there's a hundred of them at least. Sonic progression with each one. There are two parallel sources, which means you can blend and layer and split and all those things. Hundreds of expertly crafted presets, uh, there's also three analogue model filter types, a state variable Vactrol which is nice to see, uh, Buchla style and Resonant Peaks. Uh, five sophisticated modulation source, random Euclidean secret, uh, step secret set uh, and envelope and lots of effects as well, so do check that out at softtube.com. Uh, it was recently on uh, offer uh, but you can pick it up now, uh, I think it's 149 bucks. so do check it out. Okay, right. Um, next up, let's see what we'll have next. Oh gosh, yeah. Did you see this? I got a video for this. So maybe I'll, uh, yeah. Let's do this one. So this was. Uh, I had to log into this. I wonder if I'm still. I'm if I'm still there. So oh, that's right. Yeah, the Yamaha Ideas. Yamaha Ideal. Oh God, I can't even say it, Idea Scale, which is a, a forum that they created last year to sort of just get user input um, because I think you know the traditional route is you have relationships with artists and whatnot and that's that that's good but you get a, obviously a limited amount of feedback whereas this they've encouraged people to kind of log in and just throw some ideas and they posted a post which uh, ended up on uh, Synthtopia and it said uh, it's titled if we made a CS80 I said uh, uh, apologies if you haven't joined blah 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 we'd like to understand our analog synthesizer requires a bit more require requests a bit more clearly please note we move in a very deliberate man manner uh, this is just an initial focusing on the ideas offered so far, because there was basically loads of people saying, "Remake the CS80, remake the CS80," uh, and it says, "If if we made a CS80, would do you want a vintage reissue or modern evolution?" Thanks again for your participation, and that's from uh, Ben from R&D Planning. Um, I wondered how everybody felt about this because is there something there's something about the largesse of an actual CS80. That you you're unlikely to replicate in modern technology because you know things have got smaller. You don't need all that wiring. You're going to try and make it a, at least a little more reasonable to manufacture. And I'm going to come to you guys first because Dave, you've got one. I don't know, Ty. I don't think you do have one as well. Yes, of course. So <laughs> we basically there's two CS eighty owners in one room. God, what are the chances of that? You have to take out special insurance if there's two of you in one place at the same time. You, haven't, you didn't bring your CS80 with you, did you, Dave? That would be very irresponsible.
3: No, but I've recently bought a car, a different car, because... It'll fit with. I know it'll fit in the back, and there's no lip on the boot. And so I'm having to... I'm literally in the middle of having to buy
2: one for exactly the
3: same reason. <laughs>
2: yeah. There you go. That's how committed <laughs> we that's how are how, to this We system. buy our cars based on removing the CS80, <laughs> which we know will be happening shortly.
0: So, yeah. what do you what do yeah. you think? I mean, what do you think though? Is there a kind of people say, "Yeah, I'd love to," but then when they when it comes down to it, if Yamaha made it, I mean, Yamaha don't make cheap, uh, you know, quality stuff. They put, you know, their stuff is generally a little bit more expensive, but it's built to last, and it, you know, it, it, hence, you know, there are two CS80s for God's sake that still work, for, and and more. So. I wonder if people say they want one, but when they see how much it's actually going to cost, even if it's an evolution, they might think again.
2: I think you're probably right. But I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll just start this off by saying, if, if they, and you can shoot me down on this, if, if they made a CS80 exactly the same, exactly the same physical form factor, in other words, it was almost indistinguishable, Indistinguishable from a cs80 i would defy anyone that's actually got a cs80 to not say i would buy it again tomorrow
0: yep really yeah, that's great. interesting
2: i honestly and it's bearing in mind in terms of you know it's got four memories um and obviously that's one thing it would be fantastic if they if they did uh, increase the memory <laughs> size which i'm hoping they could get over four because if you remember i think we've said this before it's not actually for digital memories it's for analog yeah. for analog memories for re- recreations of all the sliders in little sliders so it's only got four memories but even so i could honestly say uh i would buy one for a, a good you know at a, a t- quite an expensive price if i knew i was going to be able to get new a new one that was reliable tomorrow because they are I mean, I know we're the wrong people but but, Yeah, but are. isn't that... Hold but on, they are so hold on.
0: special. But isn't that the they problem? So if, if they made it exactly the same, it would be just as unreliable, yeah. surely, because it would be exactly no, the because, same.
2: <laughs> no, because in terms of the... Have you ever seen the wiring in
0: one of these? Yes, I have, yeah. It's yes. astonishing.
2: So you know, it is unbelievable. The the wiring in one of these is, is scary. It's not even going back to the 70s. It's more or less going back to the 40s. That's what it looks like yeah. inside. But there must be a way... I'm I'm basically on about, I'm not even on about the innards because at the end of the day, we all know that the world has moved on. The innards of this will have to, by very nature, be different in some ways. Well, in lots of ways. (laughs) Uh, But even even if you opened one of these up and there was next to nothing in there, if they could make it sound the same, Physically look the same ah, okay. So and have it's the same the facility, it's the physical,
0: right? It's the physical uh, but have to feel,
2: the, feel so. the same because the keyboard, you know, I mean, the, everyone says about the main thing about this is the performance side of things because the yeah, action absolutely. and the the poly after touch and all that kind of thing, nothing else feels like one. And but if if even if you opened it up and there was next to nothing inside, if if facility wise and sound wise and everything, if they made one the same. I I wouldn't change anything.
0: That's interesting. No. I, 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 I I'm, um, r- Yeah, sorry, go, Dave. No, 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 no. I mean, I find
3: it, you know, when we were looking to buy one, I was really nervous because obviously I didn't want to spend vast amounts of money and everything sound like Vangeli. So Kent and I drew up various lists of albums that it had appeared on and nothing really kind of made me go, wow. But I do remember having one years and years ago in the studio and whatnot and using one I thinking it was amazing there and actually what i find really stunning about it is as a pure synth it's really not that inspiring you know then non, no uh the, 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 the resonance doesn't self-oscillate you know they're just 12 db filters. all right you got a low and a high pass filter but it is the one synth out of everything that we have that is far greater than the sum of its parts. And it's all of these things, the ring modulator, I think the ring modulator is perfect. Uh, Obviously the ribbon strip, but you've got to be adept to use that. I mean, in fact, I've already vowed, if you invite me back to, if you do another Bristol event, I will definitely bring the 80 next time because it's just a synth, and it is and it is a player's instrument. I, what happens in our studio is that people come in and they see the 55 and they go, oh, I'm like 55, and they kind of prod it and go, oh, it's too complicated. And then they go for the eight voice and then they go, what, a polyphonic sound out of this? Well, I have to set everything up the same. And then they go, oh, I saw that. And then they go to the Jupiter eight and then they'll spend a little bit of time there. And then they go to the 80 and that's it. You've lost them hours
4: the four 80s, hours 80s.
3: i saw somebody sit and it's not the synth i mean it's the synth interface. sounds great it's, it's the, the fact interface. that you've got two of them and all of the ancillary stuff the keyboard is very special i know before i held up the key you know i mean the throw on the things is huge uh so yeah it's all of those things so, yes, I, I am in agreement with Ty, actually. I don't know, Dominic. Nice if it weighed less.
0: Yeah, that, yeah. I, Dominic, I could just imagine there'll be this massive box with basically a reface CS in it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and they'll have to be, does. because,
0: I mean, imagine if they made the thing the same way. I mean, it would be, you know, <laughs> uh, let's say it cost 10,000 quid, it would cost 2,000 quid yeah. to ship, you know.
1: Yeah, totally. So there is a post, just that, that you highlighted a post offline saying, so, you know, as long as it had X, Y, Z, basically everything, and it didn't cost that much, I'm in. There is another post in that, in that Yamaha forum saying, "Well, you've already done it with the Yamaha CS. What are you talking about?" You know, so um, I, I don't have one. I mean, amazing endorsement from the CS eighty twins there, because it's obviously an amazing, amazing thing. Um, there's a, there's a couple of things I think. There's the playability, which there is nothing to touch it, but a MIDI keyboard with with the polyphonic aftertouch, the the, the, the swipe. Um would be a good thing even as a even as a separate unit um and then there's that I saw the Eric Persing thing, I think we've mentioned it before the oh God, yeah, demo the jam. That you were yeah. at oh yeah. the jam that's right, which we highlighted here, and suddenly I realized because uh, i've never i, I played the c s a e years and years and years ago, but I've never really you know not nothing to shout about and uh, I suddenly realized how amazing it well it was um and then you've got this, the sound and 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 clearly. It's a combination of all those things that go to make it. So it's not like, I don't know, making a thing that makes the same sounds. You've actually got to to make the experience, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think that's um, the
1: tricky bit, isn't it? Like Ty was saying earlier, if you've got – if you can make it exactly the same as what he's got, it doesn't really matter how you do it, but 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 that's it. The, the Jupiter 8, the CS80, in general, the people that talk about it um, so much haven't really had that much experience of either of them, and then when they come out and they're expensive Moog one, you know, our oh, Moog really should produce a polyphonic Moog, and then they don't sell huge amounts simply because of the price band and all the people that want them don't actually buy them. It's the people that really love them that, that buy them. Mm. So, so yeah, I think they should, uh, maybe there's an element here of squashing, uh, anyone else coming in and building, um, a kind of version. Yeah. I don't maybe. know.
0: Maybe I, I just don't see how it could be done, but yeah, you're right. It's the experience. Cause I mean, you've got that. Is that a deck of stream there, Ty?
2: So yeah, so this arrived recently and, yeah. uh, it's really nice. It is really nice, but, but it's, it's really it's, nice. And a,
0: it's, it's, it's not a CS80.
2: No, that's the thing. And it, it, do you know what? Sound-wise, sound wise, it, it, it can get really close, like really close. But as, a, as an interface, as a, the way, I mean, I've tried, I've hooked it up to a Rollie, which is the nearest you're going to get to kind of polyphonic aftertouch. And it's great. And it, it's, you can get some good sounds out of it. And it's really worth having but is it a CS80 and the answer's really no so i really think the only way that you're going to get CS80 is generally going to be so you know yamaha doing it again but
0: but better, to do it a, but with the uh, yeah, interface, well, but having the interface. Yeah, well, th- there yeah, is this similar interface. Yeah, th- there's a uh, one of the comments that was on the Synthtopia thread for this story, and it's a guy called Stephen Muller who said, "As long as it has the same controls, poly aftertouch, the ribbon, ring mod, and can be carried by one normal human being without assistant and stays more or less in tune for a reasonable amount of time, sounds good, and costs less than three grand, everything else is negotiable." Which I think is a is a, is a great line, which basically ties it to being exactly what it is already. Only cheaper, uh, but yeah, perfect. But yeah, I mean, maybe we'll maybe we'll see it. I mean, I, it's funny. There's this thing, isn't there? I mean, I have the same thing because you know, Dave. When uh, um, I was uh, what was it? I was lo- I was looking at the JPO eight, wasn't I, for Roland, and you lent me your uh, Jupiter eight. And I must admit, I I didn't really feel the Jupiter eight was anything special. I mean, the the largesse and the physicality of it was what was good. And I, I remember at the time saying the reason it was so popular was because it had facilities that made it. Every band who were big, who you might be into at that time or into since, would have one because it was the thing that you would use for touring, multiple outputs, great performance interface space. But the actual sound itself didn't really kind of light me on fire. I know we disagree about this a little bit, but it's it's about the the thing, isn't it? It's the thing, you know the JPOE is not. Anything like I mean, yeah, it could sound a bit like it, but it's nothing like the same experience, and that comes down to the whole hardware versus software thing, which is, it could be a neat tie-in actually, Dave, because I I could, you could then plug your latest product.
3: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I could. Why not? (laughs)
0: <laughs>
3: you might not.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay. Can I just I might
3: not. So we've done a yeah. We've done an update to Mtron Pro, and anyone who's on our mailing list should know already. It's a free update. It's got uh, multiple GUI sizes, and um, I really wanted this brake function in it. Where so in the old days, some people used to cut holes in the top of their Mellotrons and Chamberlains and prod the flywheel to use it as a kind of pitch bend thing. Uh, and uh, that's what I really wanted.
0: I've got that here. Look, look, I'll show you. To
3: the flywheel. They can introduce pitch bend or pitch defects at strategic points in their track and performance.
0: There we go. That's what they were doing, <laughs> right?
3: Yeah, and I really wanted a kind of realistic sounding thing of that, and the guys uh, put their minds to work and did it and came up with it, and Chris has been really hard at work on the interfaces, and it's clearer to read, because even I was looking at the, the, the previous version, was just kind of going, I can't read that. My eyesight's not bad for, a, well, I can see shapes, put it that way. Yeah, and, uh, and yeah,
0: I, can make, <laughs> I can make out oncoming headlights, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, shadows. I, in fact, I, did, I did frighten somebody in the car the other day and said, uh, can you tell me when that next signpost, what it says? Because I can just about make out shadows and shapes. And they were like, are you for real? And I was joking. Um. So, yeah, no, they've done a, they've done a great job and it was released yesterday. And, um, yeah, so thank you. I can plug it.
0: Excellent. Right I'm glad to hear that. So I, I wanted to get that in there because otherwise you'd leave it right to the end, and not everybody watches all the way to the end every time. So Which is perfect,
3: sure. but if you're talking about CS80, everyone's going to be listening. <laughs> my, my tip to Yamaha would be, if I can just revert to it, if they go, if they intend to do this, uh, my tip to them is um, don't make it like the Jupiter 80. No, oh, go. No. Yeah. I yeah.
0: think that's the real. No, I know. I know and the thing was, <laughs> yeah. the thing was, uh, the J, J, the, JP, the JP the Jupiter 80. You know, as a synth as an instrument, you know fine, no problem. Yeah, It's just, there, there was that line, wasn't there, in the comments. It's like they dug up, they exhumed a relative and then sort of put some clothes on it and sort of said, hey, look, Grandma, it's great to see you. She's back, you know. And it's like, no, <laughs> sort of, not really, not really. It didn't really, because it was, it, it was, yeah, it was just poorly, yeah. it was poorly handled. Uh, I, but the JP80, <laughs> but the JP80, you know, oh. as an instrument, lots of people swear by it and still think it's a great, you know, a great instrument. And I'm not decrying it. It was just the association was a bit uncomfortable. the
3: association, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And yeah. in fact, weirdly enough, I did look at JP80 the other day and thought. Talk- don't be stupid, you idiot. Yeah. You've got well, the si- the
0: 60 was worth having, I think, actually, as well, because it was a lot cheaper, but it still had a lot of the same technology. Um, including and the... that's
3: the joke with the CS80 versus the CS60, because obviously we had a 60 originally, and you're sold this kind of lie, essentially, that it's half a CS80, and it's not. But you need to sit down behind a CS80 to go, it's definitely not half a CS80. So a CS60, I've noticed that prices of those have really started to go ah. a bit mad recently. And it's actually, like,
0: I, I've got a, I've got a story. I might actually be slightly instrumental in whatever happens because uh, you know we did that uh, tour after Nam uh, with Nate Chetta around the uh, the the. Uh, the Yamaha kind of synth room that they had in Century City, which is, oh, is it Century City? Somewhere not far away from Nam that I went to on the way back from Nam and we did a synth tour and it was great. And they didn't have a CS80. And as a result of the video, which just got stupid amounts of views, Somebody local got in touch and sold them a CS80. So they now have a CS80 wow. in, the, in the room. So it might, and it, which may or may not be uh, being used as some kind of uh, motivation or inspiration for whatever might be coming in the future. I mean, I, 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 I tell that's you, total conjecture, obviously.
3: There's one thing they definitely need to change, though. If they do it, this is definitely something they need to change. Those. The string presets. Have you ever heard? <laughs> a bunch of string <laughs> presets.
2: Yeah, the string
3: presets are And good. do you know that CS actually stands for Compact Synthesizer? <laughs> yeah, it weighs a hundred kilos. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And I heard a rumor that actually they lost money. This was this came from Kent uh, that they lost money on every one of these. But this was the, the eighty was to announce that the Japanese had arrived and they were serious. About compact synthesizers. And boy, were they serious. Yeah. That's funny.
0: I can imagine. Imagine imagine a shipment of those coming over. You know, you could imagine that it would just, you'd need special vehicles. It'd be like one per (laughs) tanker. You know, it's just just crazy. (laughs) Anyway, it's a fun story and it may well happen. In fact, I'm going to be meeting uh, the Yamaha people at. at Superbooth again, which is next week. Uh, Apparently, I've got a thumbs up. There's a possibility we have accommodation, but I'm I'm still to find out what that might be. Uh, So we'll see. Hey! Um but uh, um, uh, let's see, it was 5-2. OK, I'm going to do this because I, I rewrote the headline on this story uh, because I just thought it wasn't uh, s- sleazy enough. So this, I wrote the, the original headline is uh, new clap machine and I just wrote the perfect clap, which I thought was a little bit more. Oh, it's hand clap synth. So uh, let's, let's just have this. So this is just quickly put your hands together. This is just a software clap synth and it's really, you know, got a lot of randomization. And it's by uh, what are they call Together Audio, <coughs> built-in limiter, which is a really good idea, audition button, effects and whatnot. And, you know, yeah, music's cheap, but hand claps really important, I think. Hand claps are really, really important. And, um, you know, Claptrap, as we know, is one of the finest uh, hardware clap machines ever made. But I wondered, what's your favourite clap? I know Dominic. You know, is there a clap that you would because the 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 808 is a classic, and particularly when you start slowing it down as well, and the 909, very classic. But what's your what's your favourite clap? Claps. Well, I was just going to say, claps are weird,
1: aren't they? Because they don't sound like claps. You know, that no. that doesn't sound like any anything else. It's a bit. They're like the honeycomb of. Of honey, of claps, claps are like are like honeycomb. In mean, that honeycomb, is goes in with bees, and it's all beautiful. And then you bite into a crunching. It's got nothing to do with the thing, but and yet they're both called honeycomb. Clap is like that, really. And so, if you get um, if you get around a mic in the old days, back before we had the uh, the clap trap and all the rest of it, then a bunch of people around the mic, even that didn't really sound like a bunch of people around a mic doing claps because they're very very transient. Um, so I I don't know. I mean, the nine oh nine clap to me is is the sort of ultimate clap but that's now obviously completely you know iconic and overused and all the rest of it um the a real a real clap i get what what i wanted to see Sorry, when i when i when i saw this synth come out is and, and i haven't looked at it properly is that it's obviously a synthetic clap generator it would be great to get some samples in there of people around mics and stuff as well which you could then put through filters um because in general they're 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 just so impossible to capture that writing. It's In some cases, you want to put a clap right up the front, like a snare, like a lot of house tracks with 909s use the clap more like a snare and the snare more like a, a fill, um, whereas sometimes you just want a kind of nice ambient noise pushing the thing along, which is like a sort of staggered bunch of people all clapping at the same time. So cut a long story short, I think my favourite clap is really getting a bunch of people round a mic and clapping along to the track and just running it in the background with a little bit of reverb.
0: Right that's a fair point. I I, th- I think we've talked about the uh, the the process of it because right? whenever you sample one you have to sample like 25 because you just you hear it every single time. Uh, this allows for a bit of variation. That uh, new show title it was going to be the CSA to 80 uh, twins. The new show title could be a load of a load of clap so uh, we we'll just have to bear that in mind. Uh, guys fa- favorite clap. I mean I don't know Ty do you do you need uh, uh, synthetic claps in your work very often? I mean I guess maybe with me I... you don't.
2: No, I hate claps. I always uh, okay. have to I hate right. the sound of them. I just don't they just don't think this new this new trend now of uh, with contemporary music where the snare is quite quite low in the mix and it's all about claps everywhere drives me insane. Never like them. Um, <laughs> do I do I do I have a favourite clap? Actually, I tell you my favourite clap is actually the clap from an RZ1, Casio RZ1, oh, which okay. sounded absolutely nothing like a clap, but because it sounded nothing like a clap I quite liked it. Um, claps that sound like claps, eight to eight claps, nine or nine claps, all the, you know, drum tracks clap was, clap was quite nice because mm. that was quite dull mm. um, but not really a, a clap. The, uh, shall I say one funny story about claps? Vaguely.
0: Go, please do. you remember do. I
2: told you about, I did this um, uh, this, this program about 100, and one, uh, 100 vaginas. I think I told you I did the soundtrack oh, yeah. for yeah. this thing and there was a big part of that score that involved uh, clapping, Uh, And so I did a lot of the percussion was all just lots of clapping. And I spent weeks doing this and I got loads of sample libraries and, and loads and the clapping was a major part of the score. And it was only the day after I finished the score that I suddenly did think, hang on a minute, why didn't I just clap? Because it was all one person clapping. It was all meant to sound like one person clapping, but rather than recording myself just clapping, I spent weeks sometimes, using samples yeah,
0: bizarre, to it make it sound
2: like one person clapping. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it's just an idiot, essentially. Yes. But then, I think it's a long... Give me credit. I mean, <laughs> go
3: you go. I like clap. I hate it. <laughs> I like the clap. Uh, no, I like claps. Uh, I mean, what would Forget Me nots be without the hand claps? Ah. Russian, forget me nots, but they were very they be,
0: were they were unusual, they weren't they because they were they sounded a bit like a, a very short staccato eight oh eight with a little bit of extra reverb on it. I, I mean, they probably were hand claps though. Yeah, Isn't yeah, it?
3: and they had yeah, they had more reverb on them than
0: anything else. Do, but yeah, do, do. I did a remix recorded of that. loads
3: of claps. Uh, yeah. Classic track. What a line. Uh, what a singer. Um, yeah. No, I I yeah. In fact, it's funny, because you were saying about digging out the DR110. For me, the highlight of the DR110 was the clap. It was like, because I couldn't afford an 808 back then. It was like, this is the 55 or 110. So the 110 was like, hey, I've got my clap. Um, Obviously, 909s goes without saying. Uh, I have to say, I use some RMX. They're real claps.
0: Uh, Ah, okay. They've got the randomization. Yeah,
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all flamed. And in fact, he does. A, there's a voice. There's an add-on pack where he does. Uh, I think it's like a lady gospel singers stamping and hand claps and stuff and all that rhythmic stuff. I've used that tons and
0: tons. Oh, but that's good. Vibe. Yeah, I, I, I I'm, I'm with, I'm with. I think I'm with you, Ty. The the other claps. I mean, the uh, the r are are 100. R 100 claps. I was about. I was about
2: to say the R 100 claps. Love them. I used to have one 100 and love that that they were that, that was a game if you're going to go for claps the reason i like them was they didn't really sound like claps and mm-hmm. and i think back to the software what i actually like is the fact that on this uh, is the sound design element when you go into the expert you can basically mess around with them so it appears they don't really sound like claps that i'm well into well in for it's it's more the when they're trying to make it sound like claps i'm not into that but this software if you can make them just sound like kind of flammed sound design
0: yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's it's pay, it's pay what you like. You have to just go to where is it? Uh, I found. Oh, the, great! Well,
2: that's fantastic.
0: So you ten dollars minimum, I think. Ten dollars uh, minimum. Yeah, pay. So, uh, CL4P. I, I have to. I'm going to play this just because I found this is my remix that I did. This is I think really? it's the first remix we did of of uh, this is of Forget Me Nots by a, a band called Tongue and Cheek. A really good vocalist. This is the classic Philly break that we use on everything bit of 909, and I'm just trying to see what the claps were, because I can't remember it. It's such a long time ago. Here we go. There we go. Ah, solid bass. I think those are the original claps that I sampled. Okay. Yeah. Oh, hold on. M1 piano coming in. Hold on, ready? <laughs> Super. M1. Oh, oh, yes. That was... Oh, yes. oh yes. Uh, anyway. Um- <laughs> Gosh, that's taken us Some to month. past five o'clock. And I've, I'm glad I've got a red light behind me because I think I might be blushing slightly there. I, I wasn't quite ready for the actuality of what that was going to sound like. I hit I hit play before <laughs> thinking, thinking about it. <laughs> I, th- I think it, it did chart. I think it was top 20 That actually, somehow. Um, anyway, right. Um, well, that's it for this week. I think we're pretty much there. The only thing I wanted to mention was... Uh, uh, there's a gig. Uh, we've been involved with Will Gregory uh, helping put together this k- gig in Bath at Comedia on the 26th of May with Apparat and uh, Dataline. Uh, Cenk from uh I'm see if I can open this open this web browser up. And uh, so if you want to get tickets and you're in the bath area and that's the sort of thing you're into, let me just throw the page up. Yeah, if you look at Bath Festival, it's on the closing night of Bath Festival, it's Apparat, who's who's looking a bit tired there, but um with uh Cenk uh, AKA data line. So, um, and that is, you can find tickets on there. In fact, I think I've got a, uh, a bit.ly URL, which is just bit.ly slash apparat, which is two P's and one R dash bath apparat it will get you there if you want to buy tickets because it'd be good if it filled up because the idea with this is the Bath Music Festival has traditionally been much more about sort of classical music and in some cases jazz. They haven't really broadened out too much into contemporary electronica and uh, Will and I uh, were talking about it and sort of thought we'd like to try and broaden it because Bath has got so many uh, students massive student population we should be putting on some stuff that's a bit more appealing to the uh, the people who, who uh, are in Bath day to day. So that's the idea behind it. So if this goes well well, we who knows what we'll get next time, uh, but it's a first go, so do check it out. Um, get I think that,
3: next time. Sorry, what? Eight <laughs> hey? get moderat next time. No, uh, apparat and moderat aren't they the I,
0: same band? They are. They are. Moderat is uh, is a derivative. Um, apparat is in moderat. I, I, they must mean something. They probably have a meaning that we probably can't say what they are. Apparat. And I love them
3: both. I'll tell you, I've got loads of their stuff. I love
0: them. Yeah. Oh well, maybe you can. Maybe you can uh, you come along. Who knows? Might be fun. Yeah, on
3: the list.
0: Uh, uh, Funny. Uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. I, I'm not sure if I'm going to be there yet because I'm supposed to be going on all day that day. That was unfortunate. I booked the flight before they so they told me what the date was. But we'll 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 have to see how that goes. Um, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, as ever, uh, much appreciated. Uh, just to remind you, there is no show next week because we'll be in Berlin. Uh, there will be a, a show week after where we might indeed have uh, Jim from. Um, Uh, um, synth memes, Facebook group, who's actually coming to Berlin for the first time. And he's going to come back and stay with us for a couple of days. Uh, So he might be in Bath. So we might have a guest in the studio. Who knows? uh, See if I could talk him into it. Um, And um, so Dominic, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Is your app out yet? Can you, have you got something to plug? I almost have something to plug. Um, The guys from Apple that have
1: been helping me out on the sly, uh, I signed it off this morning. So that's good. So it will now finally go out to test some beta stuff. And it is looking amazing, actually. Even if I say so myself, it's been a, a real uh, a lot of work, but it looks fantastic. So I'm and really excited. What will people really, search really for?
0: What do people have to search for to find? Snuggle out?
1: Snuggle it- Sounds. Snuggle Sounds is the name of the company and the app, and uh, and the future of uh, of our destiny in the world, to be honest.
0: That well, that you can't argue with that. That's a fantastic statement. I'm, 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 a, I, I'm, I'm not one for marketing hyperbole, but that sounds genius. And uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us as well. It's been a pleasure to have you both together. I'm sure you'll be enjoying more synth time uh, now that we, when you get off camera. Um, and yeah, and we're good. So, at that. Yeah. So, uh, is the version three a paid upgrade, free upgrade to? Uh... Oh,
3: free upgrade for existing users. Uh, and I think Chris has done like a 50% off, uh, I don't know for how long, a week or something, of all the um, expansion practice. So Nice. That's there as well. But yeah, no, uh, version 3 is a paid upgrade. Uh, and it should it's just be an existing user's upgrade. account. It's a free upgrade. A free you said upgrade, yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah I, that's right. Did, yeah, I, that's did, right. Right. did yeah, I say so. yeah, no, yeah. It's it's so paid? No, you
3: said paid. I'll get killed for that when I get back. It'd be like, great podcast, shame about You screwed it up. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> as usual. <laughs>
0: brilliant well um dave and also ty i'm um, lovely to have you as well and one day we'll get you over to berlin too because there's going to be a whole bunch of uh fun people over there and it's the sort of thing that you would thoroughly enjoy. i know i know it i know yeah i know i just
2: couldn't do it this year either so never
0: uh, mind never mind well i will um, definitely so that's it for this week don't forget to enter the competition uh you've just got to tweet the hashtag spectral repair oops wrong button Sweet the hashtag Spectral Repair and the hashtag RX7 to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. And also want to say thank you to SoftTube. Uh, do check out their Parallels software synthesizer. Okay, that's it for this week. We'll wave you out and we'll see you all next time. Bye bye now.